podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. That's it. There's a new member of the Final Four Club, and they hail from Lubbock, Texas. Celebrating in the streets in Lubbock. Wow. Because Texas Tech Monday night will be playing for the national championship. Welcome one, welcome all to the Tortillas and Takes podcast. You are now on with your boy, Albie Shore. And I know we've already talked Duke a little bit on the last episode, but we had to get that much more in depth and really give a full preview to the Texas Tech Red Raiders playing the Duke Blue Devils in the Sweet 16. So with that, no one else than Mr. Optimism himself, the people's champ, Jeremy Gillen, on with me today. What's up, Jerm? It is an ugly day in Lubbock, but it is a beautiful day here on the Tortillas and Takes podcast. Absolutely. And Jeremy, Jeremy, after the last podcast, Jeremy was like, you know, we would be better. It'd be better to have somebody on that really knows Duke, right? To really get somebody that is just a, a, a champion of all Duke athletics and just is the number one Duke person, just a very big Duke person. So what we did is we went and grabbed a North Carolina grad instead. And <laughs> that is Candace Cooper from Locked On ACC. Uh, what is going on, Candace? Not much. Thanks guys so much for having me. I love the name. I Taco Tuesday. I feel like I need a tequila <laughs> shot or something. That's what you guys should have had that, you know, to join next time we're in person, you know, just know that should be a part of the show. Well, well I'm ready. What we'll do is we'll make sure to grab you some field of goals wine from Lubbock, right? Okay. Proceeds, proceeds go to uh, our cancer, our local cancer foundation. We make awesome. sure to get some bottles and, and get you set up. Right. Yeah. Um, so, legit. you know, I, nice. so I, you see Candace, we're already going to get along because <laughs> um, I know we were talking pre-pod is that this will be your first time really talking Texas tech specifically, but we drink over okay i i know okay. to you okay we're kind okay. of known as as the drinkers of texas uh so, oh. that's, so there you go you know it's a okay. desert out here but we make sure we fill it up you know oh there you go i actually <laughs> lived in houston for a year so i've been in the texas area before oh i'll be not houston boys that's cool yeah. okay love that love absolutely. that absolutely yeah absolutely so um so first off first things first candace you you have kind of looked at this Duke team all year long, as you've talked about them on Locked On ACC. And and mm-hmm. what do you think, really? What is your opinion of this Duke Blue Devil team? Man, I think that on paper they are top notch. I think they're one of the best teams, if not the best team in the country. On paper, they have you know excellent people who you don't know who's going to go off for twenty to thirty every single night. You know, people can take nights off and they'll still dominate other programs. So it's just very interesting to me how they've struggled a little bit. But I think that's just more of age than anything else, and the fact that we're in a new age of people being one and doneers and not gelling. You know, for two to three years, they don't have that luxury, but they come together and they try their best to win a national championship and I think that's what they're doing right now absolutely I mean I think so all all cards on the t- out on the table I grew up a Duke fan a huge group yikes okay actually okay. I won't even say grew up a Duke fan I'm still a Duke fan I ain't gonna lie to you okay, okay? I've been what a Duke made fan. you a Duke fan I'm very curious people who didn't go to Duke why they like so I will say this so okay. growing up, growing up in Texas, I have no allegiances to any other college, right? I didn't, I didn't okay. have my parents. Are, I'm a second generation Ganyan. Like I come to, I, I live in Houston. Love I, that. Nobody, nobody in Houston is a Cougar fan. For sure. Off. Like if you don't go to, if you don't go to U of H, nobody in Houston is a Cougar <laughs> fan. So I'm like, all right. So, uh, and then I got to watch the year uh, before they won the national championship. I saw Shane Battier and Jay Williams. I was like, that's, mm. that's the team. Okay. Okay. That's it. 
Jay Williams right. was my favorite college basketball player of all time. And I just stuck with him. And okay. then, you know, and then I went to Texas Tech and that is, you know, of course, that's your school. I paid a lot of money to get a piece of paper. Come on now. Texas okay. Tech. So I'm yeah. gonna, that's that's my school. I also went to Tech during literally the worst four year period in Texas <laughs> Tech basketball history. Um, it was, that was we, won eight, that. we won eight games with yeah. Billy, Billy Clyde Gillespie as our, star, our head coach. Right? So I, I was in the, I was in the arena. It was, it was me, Jeremy, and about five other random people. There we go. Uh, we could have conversations across the court. Uh, yeah. But now, now that uh, uh, the tech, now the tech is where they are, I can, I can kind of bring that fandom back out and say, all yeah. right, it ain't just, it ain't just me and, and TTU sports fan on Twitter <laughs> talking about tech. It's, Oh it's, my goodness. A, a grand, or it's a lot of us. So with that being said though, all cards out on the table. I still watch a lot of Duke basketball. I've, I've watched this. It's okay. So you watch the, the you've watched the farewell game when Carolina uh, upset Coach K on Listen, his Candace, last we're here to talk about oh, okay. That, okay. All right. Just make it. Sure. <laughs> I was just making sure. But, but to your point, to your point though, this team, as talented as they are on paper, they have squandered some games. I mean, that's a great example of a team that should have beaten a, a North Carolina team that's just not on their level. Yet they've had problems. They had problems in the ACC championship or ACC tournament championship game against Virginia Tech, another team that simply wasn't on their level. What do you think is the problem there? I mean, it's just so much pressure, right? As much as Coach K tries to act like it's not about him, it's been all about him and his farewell tour. And every game could be, it's the last you know time in Cameron. It's the last time in ACC tournament. Now it's going to be the last time. It could be the last game he ever coaches as a college coach. So much pressure. And they've handled it. They've skated by. Thank you to the refs. But they made sure they did what they had to do. But can you imagine them squatting the bed when they have this national championship game? I just feel like it's coming. I feel like they're going to make the national championship. And then it's just going to be not the fairy tale ending that we all are thinking it's going to be. That's that's kind of been the case for all of their <laughs> high-profile games, right? Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, what did you say? Oh, I was coughing. Sorry, Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> he knew he knew what was up <laughs> so i i will say one thing about this duke team is i was looking at the mock drafts uh for the nba just yesterday and there are four players on this team that are currently projected to be first round picks um this team is like you said on paper they are absolutely stacked and that really starts with the lead guy i'm a rockets fan as we talked about me being from houston you kind of see yeah. him on my wall right now the rockets behind it and so i've been paying close attention to paolo bancaro talk to us a little bit about him yeah, you know, I think, oh gosh, Paolo to me is not the best person on this Duke team. I think that Paolo has the most talent in terms of, you know, just sheer, you see it, you just know he can turn it on when he wants to, but that's the thing. Like he turns it on when he wants to, he's not consistent enough for me. And I think when you're looking at a team that needs you to be the guy, I can't always say Paolo's the guy. Now, will he be better when he goes to the league? Maybe, but it's certainly one of those things where in high profile moments, I don't see him take over. I don't see him plays run through Paolo. And I think that's the biggest concern I have for him being like the star player. Well, so a lot of people point to, again, when we're talking about the NBA draft, especially a lot of people point to as good as Paolo is, A.J. Griffin has been kind of a marvel, if you will. However, A.J. Griffin doesn't really stand out to in the stat sheet. A lot of the times he kind of disappears during games. I mean, do you think this is more so a situation of A.J. Griffin just isn't that guy or he's kind of being held held down a little bit? 
You know, I think it's a product of just having so many talented people on your team and you're not always called upon to be the man, but when you feel like turning it on, AJ Griffin can drop 27 points. <clears throat> Excuse me. He did it the first time out that they played UNC. I think for him, when he needs to be that dagger and sharpshooter, he can absolutely be that, but consistently, I don't know. He does have those issues. He comes off the bench, but still, I mean, you're coming off a great Duke team. So I, I mean, I like AJ, but my favorite, I mean, I'm gonna let you get to it. Go ahead. Keep going. Oh, no, go ahead. I, I, I know that's a great segue. I think the person you're going to say is the person who scares me the most. So go ahead. Is the person Mark Williams? It's not no. actually. So okay. go ahead with Mark Williams. Trevor Keels? Nope. Oh, who scares you? Wendell Moore Jr. scares oh, me more really? than anybody else on this team. And I'll, I'll, I'll explain why. Wendell Moore Jr. Albert. on no. Duke's team is the exact type of player that has beaten us so many times during it's the It's terrifying. Moment. He's Emoja Gibson. He is, I mean, he's not Otai Obaji. Let me, let's not, yeah, wow, yeah. Like let's not get crazy. <laughs> but he is, he is uh, that, that player that has definitely just hurt Tech so much this year with, with the, the way he shoots, the way he can kind of spread the floor around. The, now, I think his biggest problem is, is that he can sometimes be a little bit loosey-goosey with the ball, but he, I, just his scoring ability, his shooting ability, worries me. And I think if anybody really? is going to be the guy that buries tech, it will be Wendell Moore. Go ahead, Jeremy. I think Candace, I think that, <laughs> I think this is a good illustration because for tech fans, what Albie is saying makes total yeah. sense. Sure. For you, you're like, I I don't get it, man. Like why? Like, but that's the kind of guy that will <laughs> show up against Texas Tech. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and have a career game tonight. I'm going to do it. That's fair. No, that's fair. He could do it. And he's ca- he's capable of ha- like going off, but that's just, I would never put him as somebody to be scared of. And nobody does. And then it happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I think a good example is, is that where I saw I, the, the Duke Syracuse game, right? Duke Syracuse, mm-hmm. he goes out, puts up 26 and eight, right? He just is shooting it for, it has 40% from three. And that is very similar. And I, I keep bringing his name up again. Emoji Gibson. Emoji yeah. Gibson came out of nowhere and absolutely sure. That was probably one of the worst losses we've had all season uh, to one person. It wasn't even the whole team. It was a sharpshooter. And that is the type of player that absolutely kills Tech. Oh, I think that's it. So to me, Wendell Moore Jr. is definitely that senior veteran or that veteran leader that has the ego of if I have to take over, I absolutely will. But he doesn't have the same skill set as his other teammates. And I think that's where I don't feel worried about him. But, you know, he is sneakily. He can have his moments. He does have some good defensive takeaways that make you say, huh? Like, okay, all right. I see you. (laughs) But (laughs) I personally feel like Mark Williams, it he doesn't he's not great on defense always. But I think just his size and the way he can control the pain make you feel like okay I can't you know drive into the lane and when you see a scrappy Texas Tech team that's going to be essentially what they need so if you can get around him I think it's going to be a long day for Duke personally so the funny thing about it and this is this is great I'm so glad we have you on the pod this is we're really listening <laughs> to like the Duke Forest versus Tech and one of the things that I think as I've watched both of the, these are the two teams I've watched more than any other team now obviously sure. I've watched Tech a lot more than Duke this year but um Duke, I do not think this matchup bodes well for te- for Duke. So I'll be oh, quite yeah. frank. I had both of these teams in my Sweet 16 in my bracket. Um, I do have, and, and listeners already know, I, I did do I did have Tech beating Duke in my bracket, and I still do have Tech beating Duke. Same. Main reason, uh, <laughs> this matchup is not a good one. And no. a big reason for it is Mark Williams, who is like that big um, bully in the middle, a big enforcer, 
those are the type of players that just really have a rough time against tech. Tech mm-hmm. does not allow you in the paint. They don't allow you to have fun in the paint. And <laughs> he's a guy that wants to have fun. He wants to kind of stick his chest out. And those yeah. will be bigger than everybody else on tech's team. So. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I think that's really good of Texas Tech players because when you look at Duke, they're the AAU players of the year. They're the ones that everybody wants to come see. They bring all the, you know, the recruits out or, you know, the scouts and everybody's coming. Texas Tech has, you know, really good players, but they feel a way. Like they're playing with more of a chip than a Duke team would because they're Duke, right? And you're Texas Tech. For whatever reason, people have these all politics about what, you know, levels of basketball. But in the NCAA tournament, Nobody cares about that. You see St. Peter's, right? You see some of these other quality guys having big time plays. And I think that's what's scary for Duke. They haven't seen, they have seen in the ACC, some of these teams who have beat them like a Virginia, right? The team that on paper, they absolutely should not have beat them. And yet they went off. You had players who were acting like they were like ready for the league after that one. And so I think that's what you'll see from Texas Tech here this weekend or Thursday. So we well, don't think- we- Real quick, before you go, Jeremy, we don't like talking about Virginia on this podcast. No, uh, no, that's uh, all. Okay. okay. No, thank we you. Don't, we don't. Never again. Got yeah, it. That's this. We. Oh, I hate Virginia, but like I have to like. I was doing comparison, you know. But there's no. That's a fantastic comparison. It's actually a great comparison. <laughs> um, it's a big reason why. Again, I don't think this matchup goes well for Duke. But sure. just on, we don't. We. You don't. You don't mess Virginia's with Virginia. Comparison. Don't make Virginia. it here. Ever since why? 2019, we don't. Okay. We don't okay. rock with. I got. Virginia. I got it. You know. You know it's okay. Tracking. All right, Jeremy. What are you saying? <laughs> uh, you know, you're kind of hinting at uh, another storyline here that I want to kind of tease out a little more of this. This, uh, like, I think the oldest person on Duke's roster is a junior, right? And it's just mm-hmm. one guy. And with Texas Tech, you have one of the oldest rosters in college basketball right now. Can you talk a little bit about how that matchup looks when you're, when, you know, if you're coming to it from like a Duke fan standpoint or nobody standpoint? you've got a team that's really hungry. that's playing with that ship. That's a lot of older dudes. Now they may not, they don't necessarily have a ton of tournament experience um, across the board, but just generally a lot more older. And then the Duke side, you've got the prestige. You've got the, like, you know, this is the big ticket item. And there are a bunch of younger dudes, freshmen, sophomore, who can go out and get a bucket. How does this actually play in? And we, we talked about earlier on with like, you know, this is coach K's farewell tour, even though it's not wink, wink, but it totally is um, that, you know, no pressure there. Um, yeah. Also, this is a sweet 16 and this is a, you know, nobody Texas tech, like who are they even to, to challenge us, the blue bloods and we're the new bloods and all that, that kind of thing. You know, how does that narrative like just really add just another straw on the camel's back of, you know, actually this is a really old team that like uh, has experienced a lot of different losses and experienced a lot of different games. And in essence have found ways to close out games um, because of that yeah. experience. Yeah, no doubt. So I think, you know, you have leaders like Paolo, you have guys who built like a linebacker like Trevor, but they're 18, 19 years old. And the pressure of having Coach K be his last season, and you know, you just saw, like, a perfect example really was the final game at Cameron because everything painted to them supposed to dominate. You beat Carolina by 20 the first time, you were supposed to beat them at home. Like, how could you not? You had 80 freaking former Duke players in the setting, but all of that pressure did not help them. And all of this pressure of knowing what this tournament means, knowing that you don't, there is no other opportunity. I don't know that that necessarily bodes well for these players who haven't stepped up in big moments. Now, Wendell Moore Jr. has talked about the fact that he loves this team. He loves how they gel and they're figuring it out together. Maybe they're figuring it out in real time, but we've seen perfect examples with the ACC tournament that it doesn't always go their way. So can they not get flustered? You know, after that Michigan State close matchup, I think it's going to be very telling when they come out of the first half. If they're playing with high energy, I think it'll be close. But when it comes to the second half, you have those veteran leaders in Texas Tech 
uh, I think it just, just a little bit of edge when you know, like, okay, you know what to do. You know, been, you've been in tight circles, but you also know how to beat good teams or name brand teams like Duke. I think that what makes me pick Duke, Texas Tech over Duke. So it's, it's funny. We're, and we're talking about the juxtapositions of both teams. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the two things, one thing you brought up. So or Jeremy brought up, Wendell Moore is the veteran on this team. He's mm-hmm. the, he is that vet. He is the same age as KJ Allen, who is the youngster <laughs> on Tech's team. He's yeah. the guy that at, at Tech we're like, oh, we'll just give him some time. He'll get better. <laughs> he's garbage better. time. Let's yeah. Ah! Yeah. 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 Oh, he'll my get gracious. better as he gets older. You know, he'll be yeah. fine. Meanwhile, Wendell Moore is like, oh man, Grandpa, when are you getting out of here? You know? <laughs> so you know, we're for, we're forgetting about Theo John, who you know grad transfer, and you know he's older, but he only gets his two points, and he's a bully. Like he'll get his two points in a foul, right? He'll get his two points. He'll shake things up. He'll get in. People's faces, they'll go sit down. So I think that's for him. Everybody got no day roll. You know what I'm saying? He's not gonna be effective on the court. <laughs> he's not gonna give you 30 at all, but he's gonna have really nice dreads and he's gonna do what he gotta do. Yeah, we call it we call that the black Brock Cunningham. Um, <laughs> so that's uh yeah, no, I I um absolutely I think it's it's very interesting just the complete opposites that Duke and Texas Tech are. Now, mind you, I, the, first of all, just the fact that I'm saying Duke and Texas Tech, that's already going to be opposites in general, right? But <laughs> yeah. we are also talking about, we already talked about the age difference. One thing is, you know, this is powerful Nike. This is, you know, getting all the name brand shoes and, and uh, get, you know, I, I know these players, Some I, I think a Nike exec comes out, makes custom-made shoes for a lot of these players that are on staff. A lot of Sometimes they play. break them, see Zion Williamson. So, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. it's not always what it's cracked up to. Well, well I'm just like, so you have the, which these guys have been playing Nike AAU for the longest time. Yep. And then you got Under Armour and Texas Tech. And we out yeah. here wearing Stephs. And we're, you know, and, and that, that, <laughs> Right. Also, also, I was I was joking with Jeremy. ESPN came out with an article um, about rank the greatest starting fives from each school. Mm -hmm. And I think Duke was third, I believe, on that list. Right. Mm -hmm. Of the six, three, 16 teams, Texas Tech was 15. Right. So that's right. That that tells hey, (laughs) hey, we beat St. Peter's. So, you know, okay. He made the list. uh, (laughs) That kind of shows you really the big difference there. And so it's not just. Like it's just a completely opposites from the two of them. And you've kind of already alluded to that. These guys are, you know, a five star blue chip also. And we've talked about it as well for like four of these guys are mocked to the first round. I mean, hell, even Wendell Moore probably might be a second round pick to where right now the, the our NBA draft guy is Terrence Shannon. And we're just hoping he gets drafted. Right, like okay, that's the, those are kind of the two the two pieces right there. I mean, it's, it's definitely a, an interesting battle for sure. Yeah, my baby just trying to hear his name, and that's all right. You know what I'm saying? But I think well, again, in these type of tournaments, nobody cares about that. Like, yes, they may go on and have really great careers and really bad careers, but nobody's gonna forget Texas Tech taking out Duke in Coach K's final season. So, like, if you want to be that team. That's what goes down to history. We were talking about Carolina, like the fact that these guys have had such an up and down season, they're going to be invited back and they're going to be, you know, presented five years from now because they beat, you know, Duke at home. That's the only reason they squad the bed. They barely making a six week, six seat. Don't care about none of that. <laughs> the only reason you can hang your hat on if Texas Tech beats Coach K, kicks him out of the tournament, like you're, you're an infamy right there. Absolutely. And I mean, I think, I think this, this, Tech team does have the chance and have the ability to run not only just like the North Carolina team live in infamy as the team that put Coach K to bed virtually, right? The mm-hmm. team that put him to retirement. And I mean, when we talk about retirement, 
the best way to really take yourself to retirement is hitting up my man, Adam Goldman from franchisecoach.net. So Adam <laughs> Goldman is, he is just, Candace, let me tell you something. If you want to expand your portfolio, make more money for yourself, Adam Goldman okay. is the guy. He's already helped out three Red Raiders himself get their own franchises, that whether it is um, uh, whether you want to get a franchise in retail, franchise in restauranting, fast food, anything like that, he'll be able to help you out. He uh, has really grown his business already in just a short amount of time. Um, it, it, this enterprise includes over 30 franchise, franchi- franchisees sorry, and 300 customers. And guess what? We don't have to try to get you, sell you any deal. It's all free. It's all free. So hit up my man, the franchise coach, Adam Goldman at franchisecoach.net. Um I, I know, Jeremy, you liked that transition, didn't you? I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm always waiting to see how you get to it. <laughs> hey, the life part. of the transition. Like, I, I, I feel you. <laughs> That's what you would do. Kenny's like, hey, hey Candace. Hey, listen. <laughs> you may be, be in North Carolina, but. <laughs> <laughs> I might start me a walk-on. You never know. Like, I, got, <laughs> I got you. I got you. So as we transition over to, uh, <laughs> I did it again. Um, as we transition into thinking about the matchups, right? Yeah. What matchup intrigues you the most, Candace? You know, I think it's Paolo and Bryson. Like, I think that's going to be a very interesting matchup in terms of just getting buckets. Like, you just need somebody who you can call on to be the leader. And so I think that'll be very interesting for me. Um, but again, like I said, Paolo's supposed to be that guy, but you never know. You know, you could think that it's going to be Paolo and end up being AJ, could end up being Trevor Keels. Everyone's has their opportunity to go against, you know, that one-on-one. But then you also look at Kevin, uh, did I get his name right, Obanor? Obanor. Oh, banner. There it is. Okay. <laughs> Open over. I love no, it. See, yeah. the thing, no, I Let's get it. it. Candace saw a Nigerian last name and was like, nah, I'm going <laughs> to. You a know how many Nigerian times after uh, all these names, I just like, my dog. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he know. He know what his name is. Okay. Listen, <laughs> as a second generation African, you would think I'd be a lot better with last names. I don't know. It's all good. But I think yeah. for him, I think he's going to have to be that bully for Texas Tech and really just give them the second chance opportunities with his rebounding or even give those, you know, the offensive rebounds, the defensive rebounds, just get ready transition. I think transition points are going to be so clutch for Texas Tech as they try and battle this team and run with them. Like Duke is definitely a team that's going to run and they're going to make you pay for every single mistake and turnover. So he is going to have to be good as well. Absolutely. I, I do think that one thing you kind of talking about Paolo. So Paolo and, and uh, both Ben Karen Williams combined for 34 points and 15 rebounds in the last game. Um, mm-hmm. If that happens again, it'll be a long night for tech. However, Kevin O'Banner put up 15 points and 15 rebounds in their last game. He's started off his tournament career five straight games with a double double, um, joining the likes of Shaq and Larry Bird. Those are, you know, two guys. I don't know. If yeah. They're not in <laughs> the league anymore, though. So it doesn't really matter. I mean, right. Exactly. That's that's his new age. <laughs> yeah. Some of these, some of these younger guys listen to the pod. They may not know about those two, but um, so I I I do think the big on big matchup is definitely one to look out for um in this matchup. But like I said, I mean. Do the guards of Texas Tech worry you as somebody that's looking for Tech for Duke to move on? You know, I think any guard play in any NCAA tournament is always going to be crucial, right? They're most important in terms of just being the leaders and being the floor generals. And um, you know, fortunate for Duke, they ha- I think they have every guard available to match up with any of Texas Tech's. But it's going to be so interesting to me again when. Uh, 
uh, let's say Trevor or Paolo get in trouble, how is Jeremy Roach going to come into play? I think he's the silent X factor, right? He comes off the bench, he'll roll, like get the offense going, bring all that energy and come on the floor. And you'll be like, well, damn, <laughs> here we are having to like bounce back or get a lead or trying to lead change, all those sort of things. So I think for him, like when it comes to guard play, Jeremy Roach, how he performs against these Texas Tech, Texas Tech guards will be important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Jeremy, I mean, I guess the question really goes to you as well. What matchup really intrigues you the most? I think, I think we kind of hinted at it on the last podcast. It, it's a banner on the inside for me. I think one of the most, the, one of the largest X factors for Texas Tech's like success throughout the season is how well oh, Obanor, I just want to say it so bad. <laughs> how well, you know, O'Banner is playing because we we've admitted it. Like if he's hot beyond the arc and he's doing his job underneath, there isn't a team in the country that can beat us because at that point it takes the pressure off in the same way when TJ is having a really good game, it takes the pressure off everybody else to go out and play their game, to have a good time. And we've seen when this squad has a good time is, is, is ugly for other teams, right? Because one thing I'd love for us to like touch down on it is just the defensive, um, the defensive uh, prominence of tech in this game versus Duke. But I think for me, it just comes down to a Kevin O'Banner and how well he's playing because right now, man, he has been a tournament fiend in regards to just play, doing his role well, um, getting big rebounds when they're needed, like boxing out, getting buckets whenever we're going on a small drought. Uh, he has just been an absolute unit for us, and I, I can't see how he could disappear in this game and we win. How yeah. dare us, Jeremy, go 25 minutes on this podcast and not talk about the biggest difference between the two teams, Duke's offense versus Texas Tech's <laughs> defense. Just talk, like, talk about that in itself, Candice. Yeah, I mean, Texas Tech's defense, they thrive off that. But I think everyone who says they thrive off defense, I'm like a show and prove kind of person. Like, yes, I've seen it throughout the tournament, but until you go, everyone has a plan until you get punched in the mouth, right? So I think it'll be really important for Texas Tech to be in lockstep with these, with this Duke team who, again, you know it. It might not be the person you expect with Paolo. It could be the AJ. It could be the Wendell Moore Jr. So can they, if they have to go man-to-man, can we make second-half adjustments if we have to go zone? Like, what will be kind of that X factor for Texas Tech? And I'm asking you guys, you know, for someone to have to go back to report to locked on ACC camp, like, what do you think is going to be the best part of Texas Tech's defense? The second half. <laughs> Listen here, Candace. I don't know if you know much about Mark Adams, but this is the defensive mastermind of the generation. Um, yeah. Legitimately one of the most intelligent coaches out there when it comes to drawing up schemes and adapting throughout the game. Because I think something that Texas Tech has done really good throughout the years, they find that one player or two players on a team, like this is your impact player, but they're mm-hmm. not going to be for this game. And they've yeah. done a really good job at mitigating people's like um, – their point production, their post-production, just anything. Like if they're good at it, our job is to make them not good at it. Right. And if you want to get points in the paint, forget about it. Like we've already drew up <laughs> yeah. an entire playbook. Like just, you're not going to get it. Sure. And so it comes down. So that uh, ultimately leaves us at how good is Duke's three game. And so that really comes down. Like for me, looking across the, looking across the stat sheet for Duke, you got shooters, right? Yeah. And if, if they get hot from beyond the arc and we don't have an answer for it, that's trouble. But we have seen in the recent and then the Notre Dame game, Notre Dame started doing really well from three. And I think the stat on it was like, if Notre Dame gets 10 threes, they have lost only one game this year. And so I'm like, you know, nervously every time they get one, I'm like, Oh God, that's one more, that's one closer. That's one closer. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't even remember the number. I think it just gave up after a while. I was like, this is not going to be a good they, game. They got nine. 
They got nine, they got nine. The game. Because you know why? Because Adams adjusted. Um, <laughs> but really, it comes down to identifying where the leak is. And I think Adams and, and Peary is when in the transitional part of it. They do a really good job at identifying that, taking timeouts at appropriate times and like adjusting the defense to to meet that need. And they've done a really good job with that all throughout the year. So we're we're just really kind of hoping that that kind of stays consistent because the the one consistent for tech is like, it's not about keeping you below your average. It's about making sure we can score more points. That's the, that's the big question mark for Texas yeah. Tech. Yeah, yeah I, I think defensively that the no middle defense is something that's really taken over kind of the Big 12 in itself. Uh, last year, whenever whenever we uh, – Mark Adams was the associate head coach, not the head coach. He said that he really admired uh, Baylor's defense because they did his no middle defense better than he did, <laughs> better than Tech did. So yeah. it's, um, that no middle defense is going to be – and that's a big reason why I think guys like uh, Mark Williams is going to really struggle in the paint in this game. Now, Bancaro plays. He Bancaro and Griffin don't need to be in the paint all game. Like they, they're guys that definitely play on the perimeter, even though they're even though they're categorized as big men. But um, the but where Bancaro was best is playing in and out, being able mm-hmm. to get the jump hooks in the middle while also getting out to the perimeter. That middle part's just not really going to be there. And even when Williams gets the ball in the paint, he's going to be surrounded by two or three guys. Tech doesn't really do the man on man thing. There's not going to be a single time where Williams has the ball in the paint. By him and Bryson Williams is by himself, right? He's yeah. going to have O'Banner play, helping on the other side or helping anywhere else. So I think defensively, this is going to be very interesting to see the defense and physicality of the Big Twelve versus the finesse and, and the the you know the the play play style of the ACC. Mike Bree yeah. from Notre Dame already kind of was was trying to mock it a little bit, and and in the second half he they kind of saw it. that physicality really helped push Tech to the end there. Um, and so the, the, the big, bad bully, <laughs> big, bad Texas tech, uh, that Mike Bray called us, but it'll be very, just, I am very intrigued to see that the, the running gun style and really what team imposes their will on this game, whether they slow Duke down a team that's yeah. used to scoring 80, um, uh, or will Duke be able to impose their speed on it as well. Yeah. I think it's like, you know, who's going to get flustered first and who's going to be able to under overcome their frustration, right? Because Duke is not going to be able to do what it usually does. And then you talk about Texas tech who unfortunately is going to have to deal with Mike uh, Krzyzewski and all of those good old refs. So I'm telling you now when plays don't go your way, can you get over it and keep playing your game? And like, I know people like, Oh, you're just being that. No, it's a reality. Like (laughs) it's a reality. Miss Trey, shout out to Miss Trey, Terry Cannon's mom. Uh, she actually already tweeted like, "Hey, the refs ain't gonna be on our side. We got to no. know she's telling her boy the same thing. Like, don't she's even a worry good follow. <laughs> I am sure, but yeah, I mean, honestly, who cannot get flustered when things don't go their way? I mean, we saw throughout this tournament last weekend there were so many missed calls, so many things that were just such BS that I'm just like frustrated. But at the same time. Can you be the person who says, you know, bump the rest, don't let it come down to officiating, play your game? So it'd be interesting to see how each team plays out with that." Absolutely. Absolutely. So Candace, now it's time. It's time to kick off. It's time to pop the field of gold bottle. Who are you <laughs> picking? I think you've already alluded to who you're picking, but who are yeah. you picking in this game? Texas Tech versus Duke. And give me a score. So it would, I love that I don't have to be a homer here and like, it doesn't phase me any way. And I could just go ahead and pick Texas tech. I don't have that much allegiance to the ACC. So let's keep that a man. Um, <laughs> I think it's going to probably be 71 to 67 Texas tech. Like, I think it's going to be like that, that. And you know, I don't know. It's a validation said, for me. Thank you. Ken. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's both, both, uh, both Jeremy and I had it seven in the, I think I said 70 to 65, Jeremy, you said, I think, okay. I think you were spot on 71, 67. So yeah, uh, yeah no, Candace, you're tracking. <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to be a very frustrating game. Like Duke's going to have a slow first half and they're going to pick it up, but it's just not going to be quite enough. 
There we go. There we oh, go. Yeah. See, hey, Candace, are you already? You all right? Now, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You already. Uh, Get her a uh, tech hat. We're right. There we go. <laughs> so when tech plays Carolina, you guys can call me back, but I'm going to probably have a diff- way different answer. Just going to put enough. that out there. I mean, for cool. tech to play Carolina, it'd be in the national championship game. So that's, and that's all right. And that's all will, right with me. Let's get it. We will, we will bring we will you be, back on. I will say. We'll be in New Orleans. Okay. Right. We'll do it in New Orleans. I'm trying myself. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> so, so there we go. So thanks a lot, Candace. Well, before we have you leave, we would be remiss if we did not put you on the hot seat. All the guests that we have on Tortillas and Takes podcast has to go on the hot seat and really uh, see which way. Some people make it through. Some others don't. Some others okay. don't. Some, some get, you know, lambasted on social media. So. Um, <laughs> no <laughs> so, pressure. Uh, yeah. Hey, the, the, the main guy that got it the worst got a promotion to CBS Sports right after it. So Okay. Well, just know, if, if you talk junk to me on Twitter, I talk back. So if you want to come incorrect, just yes. know I'm talking about I'm talking about your mama. So go ahead. Yes. Do what you got to do. <laughs> I'm talking about your mama straight up. So I'm letting you know right now. All you little X6457892 accounts, come in, come with it. Come, yes. come at me. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, all right. First things first, Candace. Is Notre Dame a real ACC team? Like, do you do they count? They are our stepbrother. Like, we have to count them for basketball's sake, but when it comes to football, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely right. not. Better college player, Vince Carter or Grant Hill? Oh, there is a right answer. I'm just seeing how much of a homer you are. Grant Hill is a better college player. <laughs> Vince oh, Carter is just more enjoyable to watch, just in general. There you go. Uh, as a Carolina, as a Carolina girl, what was your favorite Duke athlete of all time? Why are you asking me these questions? Oh my gosh, my favorite Duke athlete. I mm, mm, wow, Daniel Jones. <laughs> okay. so, actually, I I'm a Giants question. fan, so there we I, go. I had this question later on, but I'll bring it back up. Daniel okay. Jones or Mitch Trubisky? Oh. God, neither. Um, free agency? Like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Just free agency in general. <laughs> um, I would say Mitch Trubisky because he's actually had successful games while he's played. And, like, we've seen flashes, but I've seen actual games from Mitch. Playoff performances, not Daniel. Better dressed, Mark Adams or Mike Krzyzewski? Ooh. I mean, is everyone wearing a pullover these days? I don't mm. I would say Mark Adams because Mike wears the basic stuff. So I picked them because they both wear virtually the same thing. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, which pullover is flashier? Yeah. <laughs> now, I will say Coach K looks be clean now. I don't know, you know, Miss, Miss K be putting out his outfits, but he do be clean when he do it. So I'll give that to him. Our better or uh, favorite music artist? Oh, my God. That And what genre? Any genre, who's who? If you had a ticket to a concert, you could choose any concert. Where are you going? Oh my gosh! All right, so it can't be one. I'm sorry, it would have to be southern hip hop, it would have to be like Jeezy's up there, TI. This is all before the problematic shit, Little Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> like, as you get older, it has to be like Little John and the East Side Boys, like, oh my gosh, Little Scott. Like, if we we're just gonna do a southern hip hop, like Dreamville type tour, it would be that. 
Here we cool. go. I, I respect that because I'm a big Kanye <laughs> fan. So definitely before all the problems. I miss the old Kanye. Oh my yeah. gosh. I love Kanye. Late registration. That is my album. Yeah. But that's yeah, that that Kanye is who we're who we're he needs the Lord. He needs the ungimmicky Lord step. Like if he was really <laughs> for it, like if he was really ready to lead, I'd be like, all right, Lord, I see what you're doing for others. I but see. I just that's not that's not where he's at in his walk. For me, we, go, <laughs> we praying from over there. Yeah, absolutely. So worst college town in the ACC. Oh my gosh, these are horrible questions. This is tortillas uh, and takes, not tortillas. Hey, come and hang out for a little bit. And right. <laughs> the worst college town in the ACC, man. Probably Charlottesville, definitely. <laughs> definitely not like not. I not even with the hesitation, because I mean, what's there? To, what's there to go? Seville, like I no, yeah, no. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's where uh, interesting thing happened a few years ago too. hundred uh, percent. Jordan 100%. or LeBron? Oh, Michael Jordan. Duh. Like, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> uh, favorite restaurant in Durham? Mm, Dame's Chicken and Waffles. I've actually heard of that place. Yeah, so I, there you I go. Will, it's I, excellent. I understand that one. Uh, your favorite Big 12 school, not named Texas Tech, of course. Man, gosh. Well, before they seceded, I guess Texas. Oh, wrong answer. <laughs> Go after her account right now. All right. <laughs> I was going to say Baylor, but like they're also problematic. So I just, you know. This lady stinks. <laughs> <laughs> Take the mama jokes in stride. Go after her account right now. I love um, Texas growing up. I don't know. I, just, I, I wasn't really a fan of the burnt orange, but I definitely was a fan of like, I, I swam in college. So I was a huge like Texas swimming fan. So yeah. Uh, in the ACC Big 12 Challenge, who would win? ACC. In what sport? Such like you're not home. asking. Talking about basketball. 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 Oh, basketball. basketball. The ACC is clearly Such proven. We got three three teams in the Sweet Sixteen. Oh, Come on, bro. So, hey, so does the Big Twelve. No Big you're Twelve. Right. Is the Big you're 12. right. You're right. And four if you count Houston. <laughs> That's no. right. That's right. <laughs> but we're but we're not. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, better tortilla, corn or flour. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> flour because. It's amazing. Corn, because I'm trying to get right with my life. You know what I'm saying? You try to lose weight. So I go with the corn. <laughs> but you read the back of them labels. I have, as I've gotten older, you know what I'm saying? Everything don't slim as it used to. So you got to read the back of labels. And flour tortillas are horrible for you. Yeah. But they be hitting now. Okay. They be hitting. And you put a little cheese. Okay. You know, I'm just saying. We have this place called Torchy's Tacos. Oh my gosh. Amazing. You can't come out here and act like we got this place. Like it's only unique. We have this one place. <laughs> I just, my it's first literally time. every college town in America. It was my first time going. <laughs> Apparently it's new, but it's new to here. It's new. Oh, to is it? okay. It's new to Raleigh. So you know, I'm, I never I'm actually, got to go in Texas. I'm actually glad you said that we've, I've been kind of, I'm not, I haven't been holding a tally of these hot seat questions, but uh, most people kind of come on here and have said corn. Um, except for the people that, Talk about are torches. they Caucasian? <laughs> are the they Caucasian? Part, yes. Okay, yeah, so. uh, but for but sorry, Jeremy. Except with the exception, of, <laughs> I love flour tortillas. Don't come at me like that. Oh, <laughs> uh, we are a shout out to our guys, Ramblin' Raiders, another podcast that's on. Yeah, here. Um, they they a lot of them work the torches and they they swear by torches. Is I will say if you do go to torches tacos, you have to go flour. Absolutely, it's not even a hundred percent. And I you know so um, but either way. 
corn flour tortillas are fantastic here yeah. on tortillas and takes. So once again, thank you very much, Candace, for coming up on here on this podcast and talking about the Duke Blue Devils, who you love so very much. Um, <laughs> tell everybody where you can find where they can find where they can roast stuff. you. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Guys, thank you so much for having me. You can find me at Candace D. Cooper on Twitter. You can also follow Lock on ACC. I'm on YouTube. We also have podcasts available wherever you listen up to 30 minutes a day. I have a crew of guys that come and rotate every single day. So it's not just me talking. So if you get bored of me, you can have somebody else to get their opinion on. But yeah, it's really exciting to be able to talk about all the schools. And I look forward to coming back to the podcast, guys. Thank you very much. That is Candace Cooper, everyone. Um, that is it. That is the preview for Texas Tech against Duke. Very excited for this Sweet 16 uh, matchup that we have here. Uh, we've talked about it a lot of times is that though it'd be, it would have been a nice storyline for Tom Izzo to be the one to send Duke in retirement or Davidson, right? Them being in Carolina or even Gonzaga, the, the, the team that could potentially replace Duke as that up and coming school. But how great would it be for the school to send Coach K into retirement, little old Texas Tech. And the Mark Adams guy who crosses his hand or his arms in his first year. Um, that'd be fantastic. That's a storyline that nobody would have written. So, and we are here to make sure that it happens. So yeah. uh, thanks, Candace, once again. Anything else you want to say to the people? No doubt. I'm thanks for having me. Again, go Texas Tech. You know, I hate to hate to be that person, but I'm ready for a good matchup either way. I think it's just been a really good tournament and exciting just to watch some good basketball that we get to are blessed to see every single year. So yeah. Absolutely. Jeremy, anything you want to say to the people? Two things, Candace. One, in the game on Thursday, keep an eye on Mark Adams. You can tell okay. when he's fed up when those arms come down. He's had. <laughs> he's right. done. Ain't nobody. Sure. He, he's on another level at that point. Two, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. We'll do this podcast in person in New Orleans. There we some go. Some po' boys and some gumbo and some adult drinks. We'll have a good time. Absolutely. Absolutely. I had shrimp and grits last night. My God, it was amazing. Can't wait to have it again in New Orleans. So um, so for Candace Cooper and for Jeremy Gillen, this is Albie Shore, and you've been listening to Tortillas and Takes podcast. As always, stay wrecked, people. Woo! Sports Social Podcast Network.